0: He decides that Kiara is going to be their first official sacrifice to the devil. The core group of the Beast of Satan goes out the day before the disappearance. They find a spot in the woods, they dig a grave. As soon as Kiara gets out, They have knives, they have a hammer, and they just start going to town on her. Well, Fabio, he tries to pull everyone off, and he's a big dude, so then they all turn on him. You know, both of them are basically stabbed and beaten to death. This Nicola guy tells everyone to put the bodies in the grave, then they do this little ritual. They literally dance on the graves, and they're like talking about, hey, you're zombies now. They did this chant, you're zombies now. Try to get out of the hole. So it starts out with a teenager who goes missing. So... Um, a father wakes up in the middle of the night. He got a phone call from his son and his son is like, Hey dad, is it cool if I spend the night at my girlfriend's house? And he's like, no, it's not cool because you're 16 years old and you need to come home tonight. And he's like, all right, whatever. Um, I'll try to catch the last bus. Cause he's in town at a club and His dad's like, well, if you miss it, call me. I'll come get you. Like, I have no problem. I mean, it's 1130 at night. He's like, I have no problem driving into town to get you. And so he's like, all right, dad, I'll see you in a little bit. And then for whatever reason, the dad said that his son was just being weird on the phone. Uh, Wouldn't he's usually like his son is usually very abrupt, very straightforward. And he said he was just kind of being a little wishy-washy on everything. Like, usually his son wasn't the kind of person to call and ask for permission he would call and say, hey, this is what I'm doing, just letting you know, have a good day. Right. And so he gets dressed, puts on his clothes, and is like, I'm just going to go. Because in Italy at the time, the drinking age was still 16, so 16-year-olds are going to clubs and hanging out and drinking and having a good time. So his dad goes, knows where he is, goes to pick him up. When he gets there, his son is gone. And he's in this club full of, you know, teenagers, basically teenagers to early 20s. And he's an older guy and all of a sudden, someone yells out his name and it's one of his son's friends. So his son's friend who works at this club goes, Hey, like, what are you doing here? Like, why are you here? And he goes, Hey, I'm looking for Fabio is his son's name. And so he goes, Hey, have you seen Fabio? And he goes, yeah, he was here, but he took off with that's his very girlfriend."
1: Itali- that's a very Italian name.
0: Yeah. And so, and his dad's name is Michelle. So, oh. and it just keeps getting more stereotypical as we go. <laughs> so he's looking for he goes hey i i know that your son went and made a phone call he and that was a call he made to his dad and so he goes well where's the phone he is. he says well it's next door we don't have a phone here so he goes next door asks it was a restaurant and he asks the owner hey have you seen my son because his son was 16 but he was like six two, six three, two hundred thirty 230 pounds just like a massive kid and he goes oh yeah i remember him he was in here with a girl and some other people they used my phone and then left. And so he's like, How long goes that? He's like, I don't know, 45 minutes. So he goes out, starts looking for his son, his son's friend, who's goes by the name of Ozzy after Ozzy Osborne, went out and helped him. Didn't find anything. Um, so they search for hours and hours, then he just he goes home to make sure his son's not there, he's not, and then he goes to the police the next morning. And is, they're just like, we can't help you. It's been too, it hasn't been long enough. So then he finds out who the girl, his son's girlfriend was calls her parents. They're not there either. So now he's just freaking out. Cause his son's gone. The police won't help him because it hasn't enough time. So he calls his son's friends because his son had just joined a band called the beasts of Satan.
1: So these are all all this, all this whole kind of group is all, um, They're all what heavy metal kids, yeah. It's like kind of into Satan or kind of into the occult or something.
0: Yeah, the the band um started out as just like a trash metal band, like they just covered a lot of Black Sabbath songs, as was their forte. And the two leaders of the band, who um, their names are Nicola Sapone and then Andrea Volpe, they kind of started the band, they were in their like early 20s. And they real they one day they went, they were just drunk, went to a graveyard and stole a bunch of like crosses and stuff off of people's graves. And then they put up some pentagrams behind them on one of their shows. And apparently everyone in the audience liked it. So they started running with it. So they were stealing things from graveyards. They were using like occult symbols and everyone liked it. So they just started. That's when they started getting into like Satanism and that kind of stuff, because it was selling tickets to their shows basically
1: okay so so none of these so he's still looking for his son nobody can Mm -hmm. find his son that his friends have no clue where the kid is he just started a band
0: Mm -hmm. so yeah he's just in this band he meets all of the members and they're they're kind of groupies they have a little bit of a following um they all go out and search and they're just like well i don't know what to tell you and so Days go by. Finally, the police are like, all right, it's been a couple days. We're going to look into this. So they go over to the girlfriend's house and ask the mom, like, what's going on? So the girl, her name is Kiara Moreno. She was 19, so she was just graduated high school, um, dating a 16-year-old. And the police are just like, oh, that's kind of a little different. So that's probably why they're being secretive about their relationship, is maybe they were embarrassed of the age gap or whatever. And they are like, hey, can we look in our, your daughter's room? They go in and there's a black altar in her room, like black candles. There's like a goat skull hanging on her wall, like, you know, a generic Satan altar. And so they're like, oh, this is kind of weird. So they leave and go tell Fabio's dad, like, hey, this is what we found. And so then he kind of takes that angle. And then he starts going to like all the local concerts, going to all of the clubs where where Satanism is cool. And he starts asking everyone every question he can think of. And he's taking like copious amounts of notes. So he's just trying to figure out what happened to his son. And no one's like the police are just like, oh, they're just two kids ran off. Even his son's friend was like, hey, they're, they'll probably show up after a couple of weeks. Maybe they're just, You know, they're just hanging out. They're two little lovebirds who have a new relationship, and they'll show up eventually. And then showing up eventually turned into six years later and still no sign of either of the two. Okay. So it's just they have no idea what's going on.
1: So the dad's looking this whole time. Mm -hmm. So he he has like – Out of of his – Out of his sons, like, this isn't something. His his son's 16 years old. It's not like he's disappeared before. So it's definitely, like, he's he's something's happened.
0: Yeah. And, like, his son, I mean, he wasn't, like, super rebellious, right? He, He was in a band, but he still, like, he would always call his dad and say, hey, this is what I'm doing. Like, he didn't ask for permission to do things, but he would always be like, hey, this is what I'm doing, just so you know. Like, just so. Right. Like, I'm not trying to. He wasn't trying to hide anything from his dad. He's like, hey, this is what I like to do. I'm in this band now we play heavy metal music like some of the members are kind of into Satan worship and but his son was always open with him about everything he did and so it was just kind of weird that he just disappears and then six years later like still there is nothing like not a hint of his son nobody's seen him like there aren't even any rumors and all the people he talks to that knew his son, all his friends and people who played concerts with him and stuff, they're just like, yeah, we haven't seen him forever. Like we have no idea what happened to him.
1: Is so, that the end of the story?
0: No. That's just, that's <laughs> the, inc- short. that's the inciting incident. That's, right. that's kind of, that's where everything kind of started, even though things had technically happened before that. But this was like kind of the start of everything. So six years later, um, the police get a call from someone in the area. It's kind of um, like in the middle of Italy and around Milan, and they get a call. Some drunk dude, it's like, you know, 10 in the morning, some drunk dudes stumbling down the street in a suburban neighborhood. So they show up and there's this guy who's just like, high off his ass can't even barely talk straight just stumbling around and they're just like "Okay, he's not drunk but he is definitely on something and so eventually after questioning they finally get a name out of him and it's andrea volpe who is one of the band members with fabio in the beast of satan so they keep like trying to get this guy to talk and finally goes okay there was a car crash and they're like well what happened and he's like well i was Driving my car, my girlfriend is following me in her car. I almost hit something. I don't know what it was. And then I swerve out of the way. And then when I look in my rear view, her headlights are gone. And they're just like, Well, this, where's your car? Where's like, what happened to you? He's like, Well, I think my car is over here. And then they show up and the car was crashed. And in the driver's seat was his girlfriend. So like he already started out lying. Like there wasn't two cars, they were in the same car. His girlfriend crashed and then they pull her out of the car they think that she's like knocked out from the crash but no she's also just blitzed on drugs and she starts when they move her she actually starts foaming at the mouth because she's ODing at the time um, but they're able to get her to a hospital and when she starts coming around she starts screaming about satan and devils and demons and ghosts and all sorts of stuff like she is just like screaming this they almost have to like put her back under again to get her to calm down and they're just like well this is kind of weird so they have the other guy like he's been kind of he's in the hospital to get checked out but also he's kind of being held because of the car crash like a dui basically they're still trying to figure out what's going on and then so they go start talking to him they're like what was this about all the satan stuff your girlfriend's yelling about And he gets like really quiet and doesn't say anything. And then finally the girl, his girlfriend, whose name is Elizabetha. I think that's how you pronounce it. She comes back out of it. And this time she's not screaming. And she's like, hey, like some stuff happened at my parents' cottage. So her and, and Andrea had been dating. They were like, I think they were engaged. Um, where they were just about to become engaged. And they had convinced her parents to let them live in their cottage, um, just like a second property that they owned. And so they're like, okay, well, we have these two people, something weird's going on. So they go out to this cottage, and behind it, there's a greenhouse. So they, they f- see footprints going from the cottage. And by the way, this place is, like, disgusting. Like, it looks like it, they've been living there for months and months and never once, like, cleaned anything. So there's like food everywhere rotting. There's dishes everywhere piling up. Just disgusting. They walk out back, follow these sets of footprints to this little greenhouse, and they find a body half buried in the dirt in the ground, and it's still warm. So like all night, like they knew that the crash happened earlier in the night. So this girl, they figured out she had been buried alive. Like they thought they had killed her but she technically was still alive when they buried her in the ground.
1: Okay. And, so it. Okay. But she died since then, but she died since then. Okay.
0: So like she, like her arms and legs were out of the dirt because she had been trying to undig herself from being buried alive. But she finally, it was like loss of blood basically that she died. So they're just like, okay, what the heck's going on here? Like, so everyone's arrested at this point. And then the news runs a little snippet like, hey, a car crash leads investigators to find a dead body. And they're like, these are the two names that are involved. Like, we don't know what, how they're involved, but they're involved. Well, Michelle, Fabio's dad, saw that news article and he goes, hey, I know both of them. They both were around my son's band. And one of them was the guitar player in my son's band. So he goes to the police and goes, hey, like these people are like way into Satanism. Like you need to check this out. Like they probably were involved in this and it probably wasn't just a coincidence. And then they're like, oh, whatever, dude, like you don't know what you're talking about. So then he hands them over like this file that's like this thick of all the interviews he had done himself, all the people he had talked to, everything that he had tried to search out when his son had gone missing six years previous. And they're just like, everything, oh, the cops,
1: everything the police didn't do.
0: Yeah. Everything the police didn't do. He handed to him and said, here you go. Like, do your job, please. Um. So then it, they go and start questioning this guy. And he's like, well, yeah, I did shoot her in the face, but it was on accident. And they're just like, what? And he's like, yeah, my, like she used, so the girl that had died used to be this guy's ex fiance. So about the time that Fabio went, dis- went missing with his girlfriend, these two were a couple at the time, and the girl who died, and Andrea Volpe. So he was like, Well, it was her birthday, and I wanted to invite her over and kind of bury the hatchet. But uh, yeah, but I showed her, like, my friend had just gotten this gun, and I thought it was cool. So I was showing it to her, and then I dropped it, and it went off and shot her in the face. And they're just like, Well, that doesn't happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Guns and... don't just, just. <laughs> You know, I know everybody loves to say that. Oh, it just went off. Eh, That's not (laughs) really what happens. Nope.
0: So he's like, okay. So he's like, it was an accident. And then they're like, well, they're like, why did you bury her? And he's like, well, because we were afraid and we were high on drugs. And we were just afraid that because of the drugs. And he's like, the cops know me. I have a record. I shouldn't technically be around guns. So we just got scared. But it was all an accident. And so... Then the cops are like, well, but there's multiple sets of footprints, and they're not just yours and your girlfriend's. There's another a third set that don't match. And he's like, well, yeah. So he changes his stories again. And he goes, well, my friend came over to help me drag her out there because we couldn't do it ourselves. And his friend was Nicola Sapone, another member of the band. Right. And so... Then he, then they bring in Nick and he's like, well, I don't, I just helped out my friend. I got there, saw that she was dead and left. And they're like, no, there's footprints that say you helped bury the body. And he's like, okay, well, I want my lawyer. I'm not talking anymore. So then they go back to Andrea, who's been talking at least a little bit. And they were like, okay, like, we want the real story this time. We know that he was there. Like it's, everything's going to work out better for you if you just tell the truth. So then he says, OK, I did bring her by what um, I wanted to bury the hatchet, but we got into a fight about the same thing that we got into a fight about when we broke up and I was just trying to scare her with the gun. And then it went off on accident. And so it's like every time they go back to the studio, the story changes. So I would
1: love that. I was just trying to scare her. Yeah. Just... <laughs> well, I have, I'm no doubt
0: was scared. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so she was definitely scared. So finally, after all this crap, it comes out that the reason. So then they start asking him about, hey, like you knew this kid who went missing. And they're like, what happened here? And finally, this dude just breaks down and he's just like, OK, here's what happened. So. What happened is they are the the beasts of Satan are the reason why Fabio and Chiara disappeared. Because what was happening is so Nicola he had a crush on this Chiara girl, and then Fabio comes along and is a new member in the band, and she likes Fabio, who's a 16 year old. And Nicola wasn't happy about that, so he decides that you know, we're real Satanists, so we need to have an offering to Satan. So he decides that Kiara, because she doesn't like him, doesn't reciprocate his feelings, is going to be their first official sacrifice to the devil. So he, they go, so the group goes out, the the core group of the beast of Satan goes out the day before the disappearance. They find a spot in the woods. They dig a grave and they go, this is where we're going to do it. Later that night, they go to the club. They are just like trying to act normal, act cool. They're like, hey, let's go to this other club. It's the biggest club in Italy. It was one of the biggest clubs in Europe. They're like, hey, we can get in. We know someone. Let's go. So that's when they were like, hey, Fabio, you need to tell your dad that, you know, you're going to be spending the night out. And it was kind of like, you know, there was four dudes there saying, hey, you need to do this or else we're not going to be too happy about it. So they kind of pressured him into asking for permission to stay out. And then they got in the car and instead of driving to the club, they drive out to the gravesite they had prepared. And they get as soon as as soon as Chiara gets out, they have knives, they have a hammer and they just start going to town on her. Well, Fabio is like, hey, this isn't cool. So he tries to pull everyone off and he's a big dude. So then they all turn on him. And, you know, both of them are basically stabbed and beaten to death. In the woods, they throw them. So then, this Nicola guy, trying to play his role as a satanic leader, pulls out a cigarette, drags it through their blood, smokes this cigarette that he had soaked in their blood. And then he tells everyone to put the bodies in the grave. He pees on them first. Then they do this little ritual and bury him And then they literally dance on the graves of these two, the 16 and 19 year old kids. And they're, like, talking about, hey, you're zombies now. Like, they did this chant of, you're zombies now. Try to get out of the hole. And so, like, it turned into, like, this just weird, like, almost anger killing that he was trying to hide as a satanic ritual, I guess. And every every one of their little groupies just kind of went along with it. And so what happens now is that that girl that had recently been murdered, Elizabetha knew about it and they were afraid
1: I'm, oh, I'm going to yeah, go out, out of my way here and say that they didn't become zombies. <laughs> no, they didn't no. become
0: zombies. Not at all.
1: No, nope. that would have been a great twist to the, <laughs> to the story, but I know that probably would have made more of the news, but um <laughs> yeah. So sadly we're
0: stuck in reality here. Yeah. But so yeah, the, this Elizabeth, girl that was recently murdered, she knew about it and because she had recently left their group, Nicola was worried that she was going to go to the police and tell them what happened because she knew exactly what had happened. So she's got to go. So she's got to go. So what, what really happened that night is she was invited over. Nicola was there. And Andrea shot her. And it hit her kind of in the lower face, upper neck area. And they thought she was dead. They started dragging her out to bury her but she wasn't dead yet. So then Nicola grabs a shovel and then just goes to town on her with a shovel. And then they dig a whole barrier thinking she's dead, but she wasn't yet. And she tries to climb out of this grave. So, I mean, technically she was kind of half a zombie. If you right. want to look at that one. So she tries to get out of the grave, but doesn't make it. And then Nicola's like, Hey, you guys need to hide the car. So these two people who just helped in this murder are just freaking out. So they take a bunch of drugs to try to cope, get in this girl's car and crash it. And that's when the cops find him. So that's the, the what really happened with that story. And so like part of it is because of Fabio's dad, you know, having his that stack of paperwork that he did himself in his investigation to finally get this to come out. And then like you think that's where it's going to stop. You know, you have these people that have committed a murder. They admitted to committing the murder. Now they figure out, oh, they did more than just this one. They were they committed this one to cover up another one. And so they bring in all of the band members and all of the people who hung around them a lot and just said, hey, we need to know who was involved in this first murder. Like we know who was involved in the second one. It was these three, but we need to know who was involved in the first one now. Like, who all was there during that night when you all, you know, committed a group murder and killed two people. And so they start questioning people, and that's when they get this one kid who just sings like a canary, and his name is Mario. So he is just like, hey, I'm going to tell you the real story. So he said basically what they had done was they had made this this little cult they'd all get together and just do like the craziest things they would take they had made they had invented their own little cocktail of drugs it was like there was cocaine in a, in it there was amphetamines in it there was heroin in it and then they would mix all of this into alcohol and then they'd all just chug like until that felt like their head he said until it felt like his head was on fire and then they would just go out he said one time they all jumped off like this super tall bridge um, like they just went and did like the dumbest stuff thinking and because they were surviving it, they thought, oh, the devil must be on our side because like we're doing the stupidest stuff. And we're all surviving, like we're jumping off buildings and bridges and all this stuff. And so we must be protected. So then they're like, so it's like some of them actually believed that they were in a satanic group that was real, where some of them were just like, oh, it was just something we did for fun so you have like all these just wasted teenagers and kids in their 20s just basically doing whatever they wanted at the time and using Satan as an excuse. So he was saying how after the murder he he basically told every he said these are the members who were there. Like he named them off one but he's like I was there. And he said these this is who was there with us and he's like this is what we did. This is why we thought we had to do it. And then he said but that's not it. He said, there's a couple other of our friends who we were afraid we're going to tell. So that's when they systematically started forcing people to commit suicide, basically.
1: Okay. How many committed suicide?
0: So for sure, they just know of the one that everyone was like, yeah, we did that one. So they basically were like, Hey, we're going to cut you into pieces slowly or you're going to kill yourself. And so the guy got just plastered, got in his car and drove into a bridge abutment at like 80 miles an hour rather than get cut to pieces and fed to animals is basically what they said they were going to do to him. And there was a couple others. Like there were some people that, that disappeared, but they were never able to find their bodies. And so they were never able, there was like just not enough evidence for all of them. Plus, they're like, hey, we know about these four for sure. That's enough to take everyone to to trial, basically. And they're like, we could spend the time and money to prove these other ones, but there's just not enough evidence. And it's like, it's hard to prove that somebody forced someone else to commit suicide, like especially like this was in the like late 90s. So, I mean, there wasn't like there was text messages and that kind of stuff like this was all verbal face to face stuff that they were doing to force people to commit suicide, which is, you know, I mean, that's almost impossible to prove. I mean, right. even if you have people saying, Oh, I was there. Cause I mean, it's still, he said, she said the whole time. Right. And so they were able to, I mean, most of them were ended up being charged with murder or accessory to murder or all the stuff for, for the four murders, basically the double homicide. Then, the one girl who was shot and buried and then the person who killed himself. Like they all, for whatever reason, were just like, oh yeah, we did do that one, but we didn't do any of the other ones. So it's just like, he, he basically gave the reason of the, everyone knew. And so they were systematically, if someone looked like they were being weak, we have to take care of them. And so he said, if given enough time, he's like, we probably would have ended up just killing ourselves one by one until there was no one left
1: so what ends up happening with all these guys or
0: so Nicola uh, he gets life in prison because he was kind of the the main dude the ringleader and so he gets life in prison Andrea Volpe he got like 30 years he's out now um he's actually living in Italy he's <laughs> of all of all things he's studying yes. education because you know you <laughs> want him teaching your kids right
1: running a veg- he's, he's, he's he has a vegetarian restaurant like what i don't you know okay um,
0: the uh the girl who had was there when they murdered elizabetha she is out too because she tech i mean she never she was there but at the same time they don't think that she was there of her own free will like she just kind of happened in front of her She still went to jail, um, but she's also out. And I guess she's just trying to live her life. Like she's being quiet about everything moved away and is just working. I guess I think I read she was working as like a waitress somewhere. Um, Some of the other people are still in jail. There's a handful of other people that are still in jail for it. Um, I think three or four of them got life. And then because Andrea helped out and confessed to everything, eventually he got, that's why he's out again because he, helped investigators with their case this mario kid he got zero time he was the one who was like okay i will tell you anything and everything that happened right and so he he actually they dropped all the charges against him and then but everyone else i mean got at least 20 years that was in that was involved um even people who weren't directly in the like at the murder scene or took place in the murders. Everyone still got at least 20 years um, up to life sentences. And there was probably, I think, eight or nine of them that ended up in that that boat with at least 20 years. Okay. So it's kind of a crazy, uh, just a crazy story with a little bit of everything. If you're into like metal music, it has all the Satanism and Ozzy Osbourne is mentioned and all that fun stuff.
1: Um, all right what is the name of your podcast
0: so the name of my podcast i have two podcasts but my true crime podcast is almost fiction almost fiction almost fiction
1: and um, these are the so, type of stories you go over
0: yeah so this will actually be an upcoming episode eventually um so like there's more to the story obviously there's more smaller details and little twists and turns but um, this, this, like, this is kind of the stories that I cover. Um, I don't exclusively cover, like, I try to pick a little bit of everything in true crime, but more, it's, it's still more like on the grisly side of things. So it's like there's going to be at least probably one murder or at least a suspected murder. Um Right. I don't, I don't only cover serial killers. I don't only cover rapists or whatever because it's like. Sometimes it gets a little too heavy. And so it's kind of weird because I'm like, oh, I I just did a couple serial killers and this guy was also a child predator. So how about I just do this a little lighter and I do this lady who murdered her husband for money. Right. So, but I mean, it's it's that kind of stuff.
1: OK. All right. But I mean, yours is much more heavily ed- um, edited and produced. And yes. my stuff because mine's just kind of, you know, we're just having a conversation. You're you've got the music and the fading in and mm-hmm. the, do you ever do interviews with so, these
0: guys? I haven't ever done any interviews. Um I don't know, like the 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 kind of thing that makes my podcast a little different, like I'm sure there's other ones like it, but it's told in a story format. So it's chapterized and it reads more like an audiobook versus like a list of facts or like reading a wikipedia page so sometimes i'll even try to like flesh out a scene almost in first person from like the victim's perspective or the perpetrator's perspective right so i'm just trying to use as much as of as much information as i can from like police reports court documents um other documentaries um that like i'm just trying to pull in information from wherever i can as well as fact checking it because i mean there's stuff all the time that you'll hear in a podcast or even on a documentary that it's like it was either thrown in there because of a misunderstanding or maybe they were just trying to make it sound better than it was and so it's like you have to always be fact-checking things so it's like i try to pull in information from a multitude of areas and sources and i try to tell it more in a story format and like and yeah like i don't have any interviews or co-hosts it's just me Right. And there's It's produced. There's music. There's um, just it just I want it to sound more like an audio book, something you can turn on while you're working or whatever and just hear a story. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes you want to hear back and forth. You want to hear conversation. Sometimes you're just like, I just want to hear a story. That's all I want to hear today. And so that's kind of where I'm trying to fill in that that niche.
1: And it's it's on Spotify, right? Or, or basically every place, right? It's
0: basically every place except for like I'm not on YouTube. So um I'm on Spotify, Apple, Castbox, Spreaker, Overcast, Good Pods, Tune In, Podcast Addict, Audible. So any anywhere that you can listen to podcasts, I should be there.
1: Cool. Well, Chase, I appreciate you um telling me the story yeah this is yeah. so this is our the, the our, our one uh hopefully one of our halloween specials mm-hmm. like i'm thinking either i'm gonna put them all together and just one after another or i'm gonna do I, i'm thinking maybe th- throughout the day just release one and then couple about two three hours later release another one and two three hours mm-hmm. release another really hammer away at yeah. uh stuff on halloween i love halloween
0: i love halloween too it's like you don't have to worry about anyone else. You just get to have a fun time and hand out candy to kids and make everyone just happy <laughs> and scared and yeah. scared.
1: Yeah. Hey, you know what I've been watching, um, which I never watched because I was, you know, in jail. Like, you don't get to feel what you're watching. But And uh, and I just don't think I was interested in in jail. And for some reason, I, I watched one the other night, and now I've watched three of them. It's uh, The Purge. The Purge? Yeah. Like, I've never <laughs> seen it.
0: Uh-huh. I haven't seen it, but I've heard lots about it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I watched the first one and then I watched the third one and then I went back and watched the second one. And there's like, I think there's like a fourth one and a bunch of it's like, it's actually not bad. It's really okay. not bad. Like, it's not just like a horror thing. Like, it's, there's kind of a, it's almost a, I don't know, I don't want to say a dystopian, you know, um, Anyway, it's basically just a a slight alteration of the current, our current existence, our current reality, Mm -hmm. albeit outrageous. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting the way they, they took it and ran with it.
0: So it's not like some of those shows where it's like, they're just over the top to be over the top, right? No,
1: they're, no, it's, it's like, what if this, it's almost like a, what if, what if this happened? Mm -hmm. What would happen? So it's reasonable. It's not like, you know, it's, it's, it's blood and guts, but it's, it's reasonable. It's not, it's not Although you know, of course, obviously there's always this one or two stupid things, you know, somebody mm-hmm. gets shot four times and, <laughs> and, you know, they're still able to kill 12 guys and, you know, periodically they're that sort of thing. There's one guy that's like over the top tough, uh-huh. but other than that, it's, I, I think it's, it's what kills me is the way people. It's it, like, I could see this, like there are entire industries kind of spring up as mm-hmm. a result of the purge. And then there are people that go all year preparing for it. Like they're all in. Yeah. And, you know, because you could see people being like that.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's semi, it's like tweak a few things in our own world and it's realistic.
1: Right. Like this,
0: like, yeah. it's like, I could see this actually happening. Yeah. I can see people, people behaving
1: this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, 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 it's pretty cool. Well, anything else? think about anything else we haven't talked about um
0: well if it's cool i'd like to push my my other podcast real quick yeah like so say tell tell the boss man i did so uh almost fiction is every episode is a different story so every you're gonna hear a story i mean i have some multiple parters but it's just you're gonna hear the beginning the middle and the end of the story i have another podcast called tethers which is serialized The season one is available right now. It's 33 episodes long and it is a, the best way to describe tethers is it is a mystery that is taking place in the Pacific Northwest. So I live in Oregon right now and um, yeah, tethers, if you like serialized, if you like things that are a little bit crazy, if you like cryptids or you like, I mean, it, it covers a little bit of everything. Talk about cryptids, cults, cult leaders, there's magic there's strange objects there's a little bit of just a little bit of everything strange and weird is this show is going to touch on so if you like that kind of stuff then listen to tethers and it is also available everywhere almost fiction is available so
1: all right cool i i appreciate it yeah so thank you for
0: having me on i really appreciate it um it's been fun
1: Hey, if you like that story and you like stories like that, stay tuned because we've got several more coming. Really appreciate you guys uh, watching the interview. And don't forget to subscribe to the channel, hit the bell and leave me a comment. Thanks a lot. And please share the video.